we're talking with Julie Baker. She's the executive director of Californians for the Arts and California Arts Advocates, which are two different organizations. Do you want to briefly explain those, Julie? Sure. So Californians for the Arts is a nonprofit 501c3 organization, and our mission is to build the public's awareness and value of the impact of the arts, culture, and creative industries and workforce. California Arts Advocates is a 501c4. We're actually a direct lobbying organization. We employ a lobbyist, and our job there is to influence legislation and public policy to serve the arts, culture, and creative industries workforce so that we can, you know, better move things forward in a more equitable and um, way that people can afford to be in the creative industry. And you've had some recent success. Last month, Governor Newsom signed SB 628, the California Creative Workforce Act of 2021. Talk about that. Yeah, it's really exciting. And some would say even a game changer for our sector in that it is actually the first of its kind of a creative workforce development bill by a state in the United States. And the first thing that it does is it prioritizes for the state of California to invest in the creative um, industry's workforce. So that's a really important thing because as an industry, arts and artists and creative workers and arts workers, you know, we've always been fighting not only for recognition and the value of our impact of what we do, but we've also been fighting for funding so that we can have a living wage at what we do. And a lot of times artists are not seen as that vital workforce. And I think that in the last 19 months, in many ways, and losing that workforce dramatically one day to the next, and because of COVID, there was a recognition of not only of the economic impact artists and creative workers bring to every community in the state of California, but also the social, emotional, and wellness public health benefits that arts bring um, in in terms of our joy and empathy and um, creativity and just overall wellness. And so I think that it was the game changer in that we finally have wording that states this, that says that creative workers are essential to California. And even though for decades we've been saying, for example, we're 8% of California's gross domestic product, we're ahead of industries like transportation and agriculture. When you talk about combined value, it still didn't translate into how do we take care of this workforce? How do we ensure that this workforce can afford to live in our communities in California and have a living wage? So some of the components of the bill include that there would be a new pipeline of creative workers in earn and learn kind of apprenticeship programs, but they are paid apprenticeship programs with, again, the term being living wage, and that is determined by your community, and and that they are given an opportunity to enter the workforce between 12 and 24 months, um, and that's what the bill talks about, and with also an emphasis on communities um, that have been uh, marginalized, have not been a part of that workforce. If we look at it, it is predominantly white, so how do we diversify uh, the creative workforce in the state of California to look more like who lives in California. So there's a lot of really exciting elements to this bill that our organization, California Arts Advocates, helped to sponsor and write and lobby for. And Senator Ben Allen from Santa Monica was the author of. And we're just, you know, we worked all year to sort of get this going. And then it all all comes down to whether the governor signs it or not. And on October 9th, it was one of the bills that he signed. And so we were really, really excited to see this moving forward. 
What do you see as some of the fruits of all of this labor? What kind of impacts will we see in 2022 affecting the arts community in California? Well, the thing about how this system works in some ways, so the bill has been passed and it's, it is now a law, SB 628, but we now have to go and get an appropriation. So we now next year's fight is to get funding for it. So we got the language, we've gotten it established that creative workforce is a state priority, that uh, we've got the mechanism of how it would be developed within the state system, that the Workforce Development Board would work with the state arts agency, the California Arts Council. We've got the priorities listed and everything else, but the bill is upon appropriation. So in other words, now in 2022, we will go and ask, since the legislature passed it and the governor signed it, we would hope that it would make sense now that they would say, now let's fund it and let's operationalize it. So that's the next phase and sort of how these things work. We'll go get funding for it from the state budget. And we'll hope that we'll see that in the governor's January announcement. But that is the work that we'll do now. Once there's funding for it, then it will become a grant program that would be offered by the California Arts Council, the State Arts Agency, in collaboration with the Workforce Development Board. But today's impact is really about socializing language and ensuring that our workforce, our industry is being seen in economic and community development, in the revitalization of the state of California and the economies and the communities that we all live in, and that we look to this workforce as both essential, vital, and valued, and and that we really start to rebuild it as well. Because the other thing that we saw Felton in this last year and a half is that many people have actually left the workforce, the creative industries workforce, because it's been shut down for so long, and there's still a lot of uncertainty. And so we're going to need to create this pipeline of new creative workers, and we want to ensure that that pipeline is as diverse as the state is. All this information is probably very vital to our KVMR listeners, so we thank you for sharing it. We've been talking with Julie Baker. She's the Executive Director of Californians for the Arts and also California Arts Advocates. If people want to find out more information about all of this, where could they go, Julie? Yeah, thanks. Um, So the easiest place to start is our website, which we lead right now with californiansforthearts.org, again, a C3 organization. Uh, nonprofit. And um, there's a lot of other information there, too, that might be of interest to some of your listeners. In the last year, our organization also helped to lobby for historic investment in the recovery of the arts, culture, and creative industries with over $600 million in the budget allocated to both specific line items as well as grant programs. And the one that's opening up uh, this Friday, October 29th, is the California venues grant program. Californians for the Arts is a community partner to that. And so organizations in our own community, like the Miners Foundry, the Center for the Arts, um, might be able to apply for grants up to $250,000 to help them with the losses that they've incurred since the shutdowns due to COVID. So there's a lot of other things that are coming out in this next year that we hope people will pay attention to that will also support not only the artists and the individual workers, but also the organizations that also lift up our sector. So lots of good stuff, and and you can check it all out there and sign up for our newsletter so you know about it, californiansforthearts.org. That's Julie Baker. She's been working on the arts community here in Grass Valley, Nevada City for years, now working statewide with California. Thank you very much, Julie. Thank you.